0: We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, we seek blessings in the Prophet, peace be upon him. Continuing our study of Sheikh kandelvi 's book, we are now on our 19th session, and we are looking at on page 85 of the PDF. Only the four Imams will be followed. Sheikh
1: Ibn Hammam writes in al Qadir. Al-Qadir, <clears throat> ان عقد الاجماع على على عدم العمل بالمذاهب The consensus is that none of the madhabs which compete with the four imams will be followed mm-hmm. Ibn Hajar Makki writes in Fat al mubin commentary on al-Arba'in Ar- al- amma <laughs> fi fi zamanina fi zamanina fa qala a'immatuna la yajuzu taqlid ghayr al a'immat al arba'ah al shafi'i wa maliki wa hanifa wa ahmad ibn hanbal and in our time our scholars say it is not permissible to follow any one imam anyone except imam shafii imam malik imam abu hanifa and imam ahmad ibn hanbal
0: mm-hmm. so so the key theme relate to last time is this notion that we say that the doors of Ishtihad have been closed. Whether or not this has been actually, anything formally has happened, that's one question, but the issue is that people in various recent eras have said that, all right, Islam is one of these four, right? Uh, Nothing else. And that, of course, for a modern thinker will be very, very prickly, very difficult, right? But like we were discussing last time, you know, these are very, very sophisticated schools, Um, that it's easy without studying to overlook how sophisticated they are. Okay.
1: Now for someone to ask for proof as to why taqlid is restricted to four imams, Is uh, feeble-mindedness. Feeble-mindedness. This is like the example of a father who had eight children, of which four died in his life, and four remained after his death. It is is understood that any inheritance the father leaves behind will be distributed among the four children only, and the other and the four children of um, who died before the father will not receive any share of the inheritance. Of course, this is not a denial of their existence at some point in the past. In this case, you will never hear a person ask why the inheritance is being distributed amongst the four sons only and why the deceased children are not getting their fair share. Good. But if anyone did ask, we would say that this is how fate had it.
0: So, there's an assumed point in here (coughs) that you have continuous knowledge going from the Prophet, peace be upon him, to these four people and then beyond. And so what we're saying is that the different pathways where continuous knowledge has has developed, those have been dying off, Mm -hmm. right? So I can invent a whole bunch of things, but it must be rooted in the history that can go back to the Prophet, peace be upon him, right? (coughs) That's the key point that's assumed in here. Okay, let's continue.
1: Madhub, besides the four madhabs, disappeared over time and became as if they never existed. Wait, where are we? Oh, did I? Here? Yeah. Okay. Mulla Jiban wrote in his Tafsir al-Ahmadi, "وَالْإِنْصَافُ إِنَّ إِنْصَ إِنْصَارَ إِنْ حِصَارَ الْمَذَاهِبِ فِي الْأَرْبَعَةِ فُضْلُ فُضْلٌ إلَّا إلَّا إلَيْهَا." Yeah, it's not Quranic, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I Quranic style is so different. <inaudible> oh, <okay>. <inaudible> 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 the truth is that the restriction to four Imams is nothing but the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the sign of his acceptance of the four Imams, there is no place for evidence and reasoning in this matter. Mm-hmm.
0: So um <clears throat> that's a proof within the tradition. Some people on the outside will say just because they lasted it doesn't mean they're they're protected by law Christianity Christianity has lasted mm-hmm. right? Uh but the point being that within these schools people are arguing that you're not going to be able to come up with anything else. Right? That these schools essentially cover all your possibilities.
1: So what about like for individuals who like just don't follow any of the formula
0: meaning At some point, as someone gets more, if a person's focused on developing and refining their Islam, Mm -hmm. they're definitely going to have to go into one of these, right? For the lay believer, you're just going to go through life, try to be a good Muslim, try to get through life, and you're going to follow what people in your area do. Mm -hmm. And, inshallah, Allah will accept. But if you're someone who's really conscious of trying to get more and more refined in all the different aspects of your life, you'll inevitably have to follow one. Mm -hmm. In theory, you should follow one from, from start to finish. But, I mean, go to any Muslim in Chicago. You can have a mixture of all kinds of people there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Chapter 6. <laughs>
1: taqlid. The Reality of Taqlid. <clears throat> when the doors of Ijtihad closed and every madhab ceded to the madhabs of the four imams, taqlid of the four madhabs became incumbent upon the community. Those who say taqlid is polytheism, shirk, do not understand the meaning of taqlid taqleed is not dependent of uh, of the Sunnah. Is not independent. Is not is not independent of the Sunnah of the blessed Prophet sallallahu alaihi It is nothing more than acceptance of all the rulings of the mujtahids the derived from the Quran, the ahadith, and the sayings of the companions radhiyallahu This is because the definition of taklid is given as when one does not possess the ability of ijtihad accept uh, of ijtihad accepts the der, uh, derivative jur- juristic rulings of the mujtahid, he does not ask for proof and trust that the mujtahid possesses the proof to support his ruling. Mm-hmm.
0: So trust is a fundamental element here, mm-hmm. right? And trust plays out in so many aspects of our life that we don't realize. Okay. <laughs> in Abu Dawud, Jabir radiallahu narrates,
1: Once we went on a journey, a stone hit and injured one of the men on the head. Uh, shortly after, he became impure by major ritual impurity, Janaba, and had to take a bath. He asked his friends... Um, Am I allowed to perform dry ablution, tayammum? They replied, no, not when water is available. He then took a bath and died shortly uh, thereafter. After they returned, the blessed Prophet wasallam was informed of the incident. He said, they killed him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kill them. Mm-hmm. When they did not know the ruling, why, uh, why didn't they ask a scholar? Asking is a cure for an incompetent person. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so that would be the extreme end, or almost extreme end, of what can be the consequences of not doing things with knowledge, mm. right? I mean, even worse than that is when a whole bunch of people wind up uh, dying. And look what the Prophet peace on him said. They killed him. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kill them. That's pretty frightening language. Mm. That's how serious this stuff is.
1: Yeah. These people derive their opinion from the explicit meaning of the ayah. And you did not find water, but as men- mentioned previously, there are many conditions for ijtihad. This is why al Islam ibn Taymiyyah, Taymiyyah says in his fatwa, the opinion of the majority of the community is that ijtihad and taqlid are both permissible. ijtihad for one who has the ability to do so, and taqlid for one
0: incapable of it. That's pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. right? And it's literally the same in every aspect of life, right? Whether you're talking about the law, whether you're talking about medicine, whether you're talking about engineering, you know, you can try to build a building your own self and read a bunch of books. Um, and build a few buildings for practice, or you can have someone who's an engineer and trained in all this stuff. And one thing you'll wind up doing if you go with an expert is you're going to save a whole lot of time, and hopefully a whole lot of mess. Mm -hmm. In another place he writes, it
1: is permissible for a person to follow a specific imam when he is unable to gather information about the sharia from any other source, though if he can gain knowledge of the sharia through other means, he is not then obligated to follow the madhab of that imam. Mm -hmm. Abu al-Walid Baji Maliki, Maliki, Maliki commentator of the Muwatta, um, writes in Kitab al-Hudud fi, fi al Usul. Taqlid means to accept the one, who, and one you are following without asking for a proof, though you may already know it. This is obligatory upon a person who is incapable of ijtihad. Mm-hmm. Sheikh Gangohi writes in one of his letters which Mufti Shafi reproduced in his book Jawahir fiqh You say, taqleed of a specific imam is, a, is an evil innovation. Say it, yeah. say I say, according to you, taqleed of a specific imam is permissible, and you have admitted to this yourself. The only problem is, you do not understand the meaning of permissibility. Listen for a minute. You should know that you have just rejected the textual, textual and rational evidences of taqlid by pronouncing that taqlid of a specific imam is an evil innovation. Taqlid itself is mandated by the ayah. ahla la So as the people having, having the knowledge of the message if you do not know. In the hadith, innama as-sual. Verily, the cure of a uh, cure of an incompetent, who does not possess the nece- necessary means, skill, or know-how, person is in is in asking. Mm-hmm. It is also understood that deen cannot be attained without learning. It is not something acquired by acquired by the senses or the intellect. Therefore, absolute taqlid taqlid mutlak <coughs> is itself mandatory for one who does not possess the ability of ijtihad. Surely, you will accept this much. But if you don't, then I shall prove it in another way absolute taqlid is of two kinds number 1 restricted taqlid to a specific imam and number 2 unrestricted unrestricted taqlid both the both these two originate from the same root of absolute taqlid regardless of how you put it you may call it a uh, root and its two branches an absolute and its two particulars or a whole and its two parts put it any way you want anyhow both of these two particulars are subordinate or uh, subordinate to absolute taqlid which is mandatory. Now I ask you how a part or branch of a whole or root, which is mandatory, can itself be permissible? O oh, servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mandatory and allowable mubah, are two opposite branches from the root of command huk- hukum. then how can the branch of allowable simultaneous, simultaneously be a branch of its opposite? Mandatory Think for a minute, absolute taqlid is mandatory and restic- restricted taqlid Allowable. Though restricted taqlid is a part of absolute taqlid, the discrepancy in your thinking is based on on this one misunderstanding. Now use your head. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Okay, keep going. Okay. Now use your head. Both types of taqlid are mandatory. There's no, allowable to accept. There's no allowable except in the option of choosing between restricted and unrestricted taqlid. Mm-hmm. If you take one, you have no need for the other. But if you leave both, you are sinful. Mm-hmm. The option of choosing between one of the two is metaphorically called allowable, not that restricted taqlid itself is allowable. The example of this is like expiation for one who breaks his oath, hadaf. Expiation for breaking the oath is itself mandatory, but one uh, one is permitted to expiate by feeding the poor, clothing them, or freeing a slave. It is permissible for him to do any of the three. But to refuse all of them is a sin. Likewise, is the case with all the general principles of Sharia. Everything the Sharia regulates as a general order is mandatory. The permissibility is only in choosing the option between one of its man- one of its many parts. It is not the contradiction you assumed by de- de- declaring restricted taklid as allowable when it is actually mand- mandatory. If this is the case then by the same token that restricted taqlid is, the, is at the most allowable in your opinion, those who say restricted taqlid is mandatory will respond that unrestricted taqlid should be an evil innovation. This is because unrestricted taqlid is in the, in the same meaning as restricted taqlid in being allowable since they both are branches of the same root. <laughs> i.e., if restricted taqlid is an innovation in your opinion, then why would it be wrong for them to assert that... <laughs> Unrestricted taqlid is also an innovation since both restricted and unrestricted taqlid are branches of the
0: same. Okay, you want to try to translate what all this is saying? <laughs> no, I'm good. Do you want to go ahead? So essentially what are we saying? <clears throat> Either you're going to follow the, the, the school, the imam, in everything or only in a few things. Okay, And so unrestricted is you're following in everything. Restricted is you're following in a few things. And so, basically, this is responding to people say this is bid'ah, this is forbidden and stuff. And he just, he's just using logical arguments. Okay? And, and the basic point he's making is you do have to follow an imam. Okay? Uh, within that, you may follow one of a few different opinions, okay? but you'll have to follow one of those opinions. Okay? That's what we're saying in a very simple nutshell. Okay? So, the example he gave is when you have to uh, compensate for an oath. You break an oath, and so how do you compensate for it? Either you feed someone, or you do this, or you do this. Okay, those are your three options. You pick one of those, but you have to pick one of those. If you pick, if you reject all of them, then uh, problem. Yeah. I mean, that's a very complicated way of of making that whole point. Uh, let's see. Uh, should we stop here, or do you want to continue? Let's continue. Let's do this letter, letter from uh, Sheikh Qasim.
1: The letter is lengthy. uh, A letter by Sheikh Qasim. The letter is lengthy but worth reading. Mufti Shafi, Mufti Shafi, uh, reproduced a letter of Sheikh Qasim Namotui, who wrote, "Listen to this important point of takleed. Undoubtedly, there is only one deen, and that is the deen of Islam. And all the four madhabs, madhabs, madhab, I don't know, madhabs, Madhabs. yeah, madhhab, yeah." Are untruth haq. I, uh, I, okay. Ayurveda and modern medicine are essentially the same. The Ayurvedic di- diagnoses and prescribes ti- diagnoses diagnoses and prescribes medicines like the modern physician. But at the uh, but at the time of sickness, the only one whose treatment is taken is the one who is caring for the patient. Nobody will take the opinion of the uh, of the other, be it Ayurvedic or physician. Likewise. In common issues or otherwise when there is disagreement between the madhabs, the muqallid will follow his imam, whoever it may be. What Yet, is muqallid? Um, somebody who does taqlid yeah. or follows him. So, so the follower. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Will follow his imam, whoever it may be. Yes, it sometimes happens that we leave one physician for another, but even when, but even then, we only take the medicine prescribed by the new physician. Likewise, it is, it happened in the past that some of our pi- pi- pious predecessors left their madhab for whatever reason and began following another. Uh, That's okay. Yeah, it's, that never happened. Okay. Uh, likewise it happened in the past that some of our pious predecessors left their madhhab for uh, whatever reason and began following another once they changed their madhhab they stuck with it they never combined different madhabs for uh from different, different ma- opinions uh, different opinions from different madhhabs as if making their own fifth their own fifth madhhab <laughs> imam tahawi an eminent jurist and hadith master was previously shafii but later Chose the Hanafi madhab. However, there's no way, no way out without taqlid. This is why millions of hadith masters and other scholars are were muqallid. Take the example of Imam Tirmidhi, who was a great scholar, jurist, and hadith master. He is also the author of the renowned, renowned hadith collection Sunan, Sunan Tirmidhi, but was still a muqallid. And if you do not believe me, study his book, his hadith book, Sunan Tirmidhi. When such scholars were muqallid. Imam Tirmidhi was a muqallid of Imam Shafir, Imam Abu Yusuf and Imam Muhammad were muqallid of Imam Abu Hanifa. Then which scholar of our time can be free of taqlid? And what difference does it make if one of the previous scholars did not, uh, did not do taqlid of one of the imams? Who looks at one or two people when millions are doing it? If you ask anyone with any understanding, you will be told that the true way is to follow the way that has been established from the time of the pious predecessors in our community. Furthermore, it would be foolish of us to straddle between madhubs only because a few scholars did so in the past. It is like the example of a sick and ignorant person observing a physician diagnosing and treating himself, and then suddenly he feels he should do the same. After all, if the physician can do it, why can't he, and thus save himself a trip to the doctor? Would you call this person smart or foolish? Similarly, if an uh, ignoramus rejects on the basis that some scholar in the past did his own ijtihad, would you not say, regardless of whether he truly possesses knowledge or not, that he has no common sense in matters of deen? And forget the ignorant ones. Believe me, even if the, even most of the scholars of today are completely ignorant. <laughs> yeah. In fact, some of the scholars are more ignorant than the ign- <laughs> some of these scholars are more ignorant than the ignorant. With two Urdu books under their arms, they go around giving speeches without possessing an iota of knowledge. Knowledge of Deen is when, we, when one can teach any subject of Deen to the seekers of knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is at the time with all the big scholars, too. Yep, yep. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so all this is straightforward, basically saying that, all right, the big figures of our history, like the, the, the Hadith Imams, were Muqallids, uh, the legal Imams. And so those guys were super giants, mm-hmm. then what can we do today? And again, this is hard for a lot of people to accept in today's world because there's just this feeling that we're not getting answers. And it's a vicious circle. We're not getting answers because all of our dumb kids are going to ilm, the kids who can't go into any other field. Mm-hmm. And we're also not giving much money to, to, to support even them what to think about sending our smartest kids to go into ilm, yeah. right? And so we're demanding these things of scholars as so scholars don't have the capacity to produce for us. And on top of that, we're making scholars be everything else, like a pastor, like a, like a speaker, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's a vicious circle um, that you have people criticizing the ulama, but no one's doing anything to help the ulama. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have a lot of problems in the world today. Uh, but people, in their mind, it's that, okay, Islam is not giving us our answers But it's not giving us our answers, the Muslims are not because we're not putting investment to get the answers uh, uh, developed. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, let's stop right here, and next time we'll do confession of a Salafi scholar. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, any other questions or thoughts? Yeah, a lot of this was very, very complicated, uh, uh, logical arguments, Mm -hmm. with the basic point saying that, I mean, it only follows that you would be a muqallid. Alright, akbar subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa nu'minuka wa akhiru du'ana anil rabbil alamin